As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Party all night, party all night. What song's that? I want to rock and roll all night, a party every day. Let me say, who's that kiss? Who's that kiss? Is that kiss? Who's that kiss? Yeah. Um. So, Pete, I want to give people mm. uh, an insight, a genuine insight into what it's like recording this show with you, because I think mm. people's idea is of a certain type. And right. obviously I think the product always turns out to be pretty entertaining and people enjoy it and that's good. Mm. Um, but I don't think they see the hardships. The hardships. And I, I want to give people an example right now, just a very small example, mm. which I would say is the tip of the iceberg about what it's like working with you. And it gives people a delicious kind of flavor, I think, a sweet note on their palate mm. of what I go through making this show with you. Is that fair right. enough? Uh, well, a couple of examples. Say, well, yeah, suppose, no, yeah, fine. Yeah. A couple of examples. Right. One is... <laughs> that today you don't say anything till the end. Let me let me just like, do it, and you can mm. respond at the end. Okay. So one is <laughs> you're wearing what looks to be a ladies' pajama t-shirt mm. with the words "ideal" and "reality" on them, mm. which is confusing. And I know for a fact you've got a pair of nice, quite nice woolen trousers on, mm. and the pockets are full of empty pistachio nut shells. Um. Well, it's hard to sort of... I can't really sort of deny any of that because it seems very much like I've just realised that the very soft, weirdly soft T-shirt I'm wearing um, weirdly has um, certain pyjama noughts, let's say. Yeah, but what about the shells in the pocket? Um, I was eating some lemon pistachios. Delicious. Um, The problem with lemon pistachios I've found is that they've... I don't know what kind of lemon chemical they spray on them. Yeah. When you put them in your pockets, they're a bit moist. They stay out... Where you bought them from? They sort of, kind of, um, yeah. The off license around the corner. Um, they do. They they are a bit claggy. They are a bit yeah. sticky. Um, and I'm not really getting massive lemony flavours from the nuts themselves. So no. I just think lemon pistachios are the 
the um the the the, the, the off license around the corner. I don't, I don't know what what they're doing really. So we've been recording since about nine this morning. It's about eleven now. Mm. Um, it's a couple of hours into various shows, and about quarter to ten, you said I'm going to stop eating those lemon pistachios because I feel a bit sick, mm. uh, and yet you're still piling into them. Yeah, it's quite. Mm. It's, I'm just saying it's quite obsessive behaviour. It's not obsessive. I'm just. I'm just. I just like. I like them. Um, uh, I like pistachios, but I just think the lemon, the lemon flavouring is a bit, a bit weak and a bit claggy, and it just, it, it feels uncomfortable to eat. And do you? But f- now they're in my pocket. Yeah, the shells are in your pocket. That's my absolute pocket full of shells. Yeah, Zach de la Rocha. Mm. On uh, what record was that? That's Bulls on Parade, Bulls on Parade. Which I think from Evil dun, Empire. Dun, 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 dun. Second record, maybe. Um, I thought it was on the one that was. Which one's the one that's got the monk on fire? It's on that one. No, it's not. That's the first record. What? Self-titled. It's not on that. What? Balls on Praise on the second record. What? Um, and the third one is, I think, the Battle of Los Angeles, which has got um, Sleep, Sleep Down the Fire, which is Sleep a fucking banger. But Pete, are you, are you someone who, who is who's simply in a hurry, it's first thing in the morning, you need to eat something, and you've gone, packet of lemon pistachios, or are you striking an existential blow for people who say, only certain foods are legitimate breakfast foods because people listening to this regularly will know that you take a very avant-garde approach to breakfast. It's usually takeaway leftovers, isn't it? Yeah. I would say that, like... if you Do you look... think we're too restrictive on our breakfast food? Yes, like we are. And I think when you stay in, like, an international hotel somewhere, yeah. you, um, you, you look around at this sort of different sort of breakfast options. If you're, like, in... I was in like Shanghai and stuff. You'd have like Japanese, Korean breakfast. You'd have Chinese breakfast, and you'd have like what do they consist in the of? Western though? stuff. I mean, just a lot of like congee. What's that? Sort of like a rice porridge, like okay. hot, lovely, hot, watery rice. Savory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you could, you know, and you'd, uh, you'd have a bit of chicken broth in it and stuff, and some scallions and stuff. Mm. Um, but um, and and then you have like you know like Japanese breakfast is like sort of fermented soybean, really sort of bitter tasting thing, and 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 grilled um, fish mm. uh, and stuff. And like we do, in the West, our choices in these hotels are always just like eggs, scrambled eggs, and not, a bit of sausage. I don't think it's the West, though, is it? Because in the US, it's very varied. In the US, mm, I've been to places. True, yeah. I've been to places where there's been, I mean, steak and eggs, steak and eggs, yeah, yeah, steak yeah, for yeah, breakfast yeah, in yeah, the US, yeah, yeah, and like lots of like biscuits and stuff, yeah. Creamy, creamy sort of mushroom sauces it, and stuff. Is it because in Britain we're quite repressed? Yeah, I, I think everything about our kind of—I don't know what, what, why we don't piss about at breakfast. Like, mm. I, don't, I don't know why. I don't More know why recently, we're all, the pancake has been made an introduction. Pancakes made an introduction. I just think the pancakes, especially the way the Americans do it, is just unwelcome. I love a crepe, but pancakes. Ugh. Yeah, I once heard, overheard Peppery a British cake. I once heard a British person in an American hotel at breakfast describe American pancakes as pillowy nonsense. It is pillowy. Nonsense. I like it though. I, I'll get a I'll get a short stack and I'll get some bacon on there and I'll butter. I'll stick some maple syrup on there, and some butter. Lots of butter. Yeah. It's too, it's too much like cake. You're a cake guy. I'm not. A, I, I can't handle cake. Get your calorie intake for the day out the way. <laughs> yeah, before yeah, ten right, a.m. Right. Ideally, fall asleep um, from eleven till twelve. Yeah, yeah. I, I find that. But people say to me, and this is a little bit of a cliche, but I mean the statistics do bear it out. In most parts of the US, there's an obesity epidemic, right? Mm. A lot of people are overweight, and people go, "That's really bad, isn't it?" It's so so surprising. It's crazy. It's surprising that not more people are. Yeah, because yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I find mm. it as an outsider. Maybe I don't know where I'm going, or I don't know how to. I don't know how to work it out properly as a foreigner. But I find that it's very, very difficult to eat healthily in the US. Yeah, 
Because I mean, uh, everything's uh, convenient and even everything's very processed, isn't it? I suppose even more than our our stuff, I would say. Mm. And we're pretty bad. Like, we're basically I, like a shit version of America, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't. We we get the processed stuff, but we don't get half the range. <laughs> no, all the you know what I mean? We don't get like yeah. when you go to a shop. You go to a shop in America and you see versions of products that you are very familiar with. That you're like, what? There's a I don't know a lemon pistachio flavored Mars bar I'd never seen before. I you know what I mean? There's always there's always something going on. That we're not privy to. That they just don't bother sending it to to our gaff. Um, and if, and even like the interesting like Scottish drinks, you don't get any more. You know they've started like Lilt's not doesn't exist anymore. It's does Fanta it? now. It's Fanta. No, Tango. Yeah. No, Isn't it's Fanta now. Is it Fanta? I think it's like Fanta Lemon. Tropical Fanta or Tropical something. Tropical Fanta right. or something, yeah. Um, Im- imagine the least impressive bits of the US and the least efficient bits of Germany, mm. and you just imagine Britain. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what it is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. This is the Luke and Pete Show. Welcome along. Thank you very much for joining us again. That's mm. Peter. I'm Luke. The man with a pocket full of pistachio shells is Peter. Pocket full of shells. I don't want people to mistake us. No. Because I don't want to... mistake us. I've, I'm very embarrassing for lots of different reasons, but I don't carry, you know food cast-offs and, and waste is in that what you're calling thing? like did surely um, some enterprising individuals must be making something out of pistachio shells you can buy pistachios in the US without the shells on them mm. more expensive mm. but um, and do you, you get the do you get the salty flavour though yes mm. they're salt washed <laughs> it's like, a salt wash isn't, yeah. isn't it yeah right. um, and um, you, you know how they I think is it a, I think it's a, actually I think it might be a cashew that's grow. so cashews are really expensive because they grow it's one cashew per plant, I think. Right, a singular cashew that seems grows like a yeah, and so it's very it's very labour intensive and, mm. and not rare, but like you just, it's not like let's um, stop pissing about with them. They're not that good. It's not like a grapevine where you get 150 grapes mm. on a little bunch. I had a muscat grape at the weekend. This is food reviews. Muscat grape. It's tasted a bit like a lychee. Big fan of those. Expensive muscat grape. Very pricey. Have you had a candy floss grape? Uh, yes, I think I have. Didn't taste like candy floss. It does to me. Right. Remarkable stuff. You don't eat enough candy floss. <laughs> I probably I don't. I have it morning, noon, and night. I don't eat candy. I don't think I've eaten candy floss for 15 plus years. Yeah. Probably longer. That's a shame. Yeah. I don't find myself in a, in a general geographic proximity. I live in to South a... End. Like, oh, true, actually, like, yeah. Everything sells candy floss where, I'm at, where I am, which it's is terrible like, for It's me. like some kind of Tim Robinson sketch me a look around a house. <laughs> so, yeah, so how far is the, what, school? No. How far is, is, the, um, is the shot? No. How far is the um, local candy floss? If I had to, if I ran as fast as I could, how quickly could I get candy <laughs> floss into my mouth? <laughs> What's the answer? Um, Think about it. How, how long would it run as fast as you can? Directly in a straight line to the candy floss machine. I don't know from my house though, like because like South End's a different different me, animal. Let me give you a situation. Mm. You wake up at bang eight o'clock, mm. and your mind is only set on getting candy floss in your mouth as fresh as possible. But fresh, fresh candy has to be floss. Fresh. Yeah, has fresh, fresh candy floss. How quickly can you do it? I could get it. Oh, I could get it in my mouth in fifteen minutes. And that is why you live there. Well, that is amazing. In the shopping centre, and I've done this when I've um, dropped uh, Sammy off at doggy daycare. Um, and we've gone, and I've gone to get the um, drop the car off, and then gone to get the um, the, the the much better line from uh, from South End that goes through like basically the East, the um, basically Elizabeth Line sort of route, yeah, and uh, through Shenfield, and um, really boring, very specific Essex chat here. But um, they uh, they've got like a machine in the um, it's on twenty four seven in the shopping centre, even though it's like half past six in the morning. It's not on twenty four seven. It is on twenty four seven. Candy floss machine. Candy manned? Floss machine. Is it man? No, it's not manned. Okay, it's a robot that makes you candy floss. Um, and I wasn't terrified <laughs> about AI until I heard that. 
<laughs> but I can get you can get candy floss any any time as long as the shopping centre's open. So, so candy floss is made presumably by heating up sugar and whipping it or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. So, so you've got a machine Extruding that can do all suppose, that stuff. Yeah. It whips it really quick, doesn't it? They should be unionising these candy floss be. operators because that is fucking terrifying <laughs> development. Good stuff, isn't it? So you can get from out of your bed that in your gob in fifteen minutes. Yeah, probably less. Yeah, probably less. To be yeah. safe, you say fifteen be minutes. Safe, 15. I'd love to hear. If I'm from... taking the coastal road. Yeah. 17 minutes. I can get it from the okay. from the from the seaside uh, you know creators of that particular. That's snack. the opening offer. If anyone mm. listening to this can get from waking up in the morning mm. to candy floss in their cake hole mid made by fresh has to be yeah. fresh mid, mid fresh yeah um it quicker than 17 minutes mm. hello at lukeandpeatshow.com mm. I, I think that i think you'll be surprised there's a few people listening i know because of the luke and pete show thread channel a channel mm. sorry up on the disc the ramble discord a lot of them live by the coast mm. one of them lives on the isle of butte no, I mean Scotland isn't really known for candy floss, though. I suppose I'm really no looking for, yeah, quite. I'm really looking to hear from people from Margate, from mm. Leon C, mm. from um, potentially, potentially some seaside towns down Devon and Cornwall. Yeah. Um, although what I would say about that is, and Pete, back me up on this. Have you spent much time down Devon and Cornwall? Uh, yes, I have actually. Yeah. Everything's slower. Yeah. They do things they far do slower. Things slower. Yeah. I think you cut off for that. And that, listen. It's a lazy, it's a lazy obsession with your nation, nationality as well as Cornwallians. You specifically to Cornwall, do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. I think. I think the, weird pride. I don't really. Understand. The epicenter. Well, we'll come on to that. Ep- you don't understand any kind of pride. No. Epicenter of um, of doing things quickly for no reason is London. Mm. I thought the further west you go, it gets noticeably slower. And I think the big cut off is Bristol. Bristol's got okay, designs yeah. on being a kind of mini London, a more yeah. artistic, creative mm. London, but it's mm. very slow. And the moment you start getting west of Bristol, my goodness me. I mean, I've, I've sat in a Devonshire cream tea shop and waited half an hour for a cream tea. And all they're doing, really, is cutting a... Sc- Actually, they don't even cut it in scum. half. They put it on a plate mm. and making you a, pro- a pot of tea. And, and, and the little pots are like pre... You just get them out of the fridge, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Bit of, bit of jam, pot of clotted cream out of the fridge. Nothing and, else. And, and half an hour doesn't sound like that long, but put it in context, that's two candy floss trips. That's two candy floss Whichever way you slice exactly, it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, anyway, yeah. recently on the Luke and Pete show, I told you guys about the uh, genuinely impressive magic trick I saw at Old Trafford. I tried to prove to Pete that I could juggle, and mm. that was ill-advised at the time. Mm. I, 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 my, pride got, my ego got the better of me then, I'll tell you why. Right. It wasn't a very good effort, but I was in a very con- kind of restricted space, mm. and I didn't have items ready for juggling, and I had to improvise. And you so chose the wrong items for I me. did, but I had no choice. I, I mm. couldn't choose anything else. Right. What else am I going to do? Yeah, get your jugglers in. Get your jugglers in 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 short order near your desk. Should have. Yeah. If I've got candy floss at my fingertips, you need your juggling balls. If I'm meeting potential new employees or collaborators, <laughs> exactly. co-producers, presenters, and I just on the Zoom just bash out just a bit. Start, of bash. When the Zoom starts, yeah. I'm juggling. Yeah. With a big grin on my going, face. At this company, you'll need to juggle a few things. And each each juggling ball's an apple. And I go, I juggle, a bite, yeah. and I take a bite and go, mm, budgets. Yeah, right, yeah. Bite another one. Mm, libel law. Right. Bite another one. What else would I do? Never heard of any of those things. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then Pete, you talked, us about, you talked to us about the legendary fart machine too. Oh, the fart machine too, yes. And we did so brief- good they had to make another one. We did briefly just talk about potentially taking a, a travelling magic show on the road. Mm. Um, you talked about a movie you'd seen. We talked about Idris Elba. Um, we kind of got down the road of thinking that you might better beat Idris Elba in a fight. Uh, I don't remember saying that, but if it's down there in black and white, 
Producer Rory wrote that, scribbled that down. He never lies. Yeah, in his cursive. We've got two producers. <laughs> one can only tell the truth and one can only lie. <laughs> and Rory's the one that can only tell the truth. Yeah. Um, and I actually, and we talked a bit about Antiques Roadshow. And I watched a bit of Antiques Roadshow again. Mm. Um, we were recording this on the Monday. I, record, I watched a bit of Antiques Roadshow last night. Um, well, I'll tell you what was interesting about that episode of Antiques Roadshow. Mm. No antiques. I, yeah, it was just, um, it was just, um, it's a roadshow. Lollipops. It's lollipops. Yeah. Oh, only, nice. only lollipops. lollipops. Yeah. Yeah. The whole episode. The best lollipop. And Fiona Bruce was, um, wrapping lollipops in the background going, what? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Next, next lollipop. Next one. It's the uh, lollipop that Rin Rooney licked on holiday that time. <laughs> famous lolly, famous lollipop. Was he on holiday? I thought he was just walking down the street. No, he's had a, he had a, he was dressed like a baby, wasn't he? <laughs> um, that one, the lollipop that hit David Boy in the eye that time. <laughs> I'm trying to think of famous lollipops. Kojak's. Yeah. Kojak's got to be up there. Um, Kojak's one's up there for sure. There's your yeah, top three right your top there. Three. <laughs> I didn't even know about the one hitting David Bowie in the eye. Yeah, it's Is a really funny picture. Heterochromia. No, well, it couldn't have helped, could it? Um, David Boy, I... I think it might have been Ice Lolly, actually, which I, I don't know whether it fits. Well, but you can just, just put it on the wound, can't I just hold it straight on the wound? <laughs> Owie Bowie, uh, the son went with. Uh, what, what it's, just, it's just like, it was... It was That's a brilliant it's a photo. Really, it's a brilliant photo, isn't it? Yeah. It's like stuck to his face. This is the moment when uh, pop legend David Bowie was... Uh, Bowie? 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 Oh, I would say David Bowie. David Bowie. Uh, was nearly blinded as a lollipop hurled on stage, uh, wedged in his eye. Uh, he huh. winced in agony as the stick shot between his left eyeball and its lid. Mm. What year is that? He, stopped, he, he immediately stopped the concert and yelled abuse at the thrower. <laughs> the idea of doing it before he's screaming at someone. Uh, 2004. So, uh, okay. yeah. One fan said he grabbed a mic and he called the person responsible a coward and a bastard fighting <laughs> in the crowd. <laughs> so, to sharp. Yeah. Freed an aide who rushed on, freed the sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's an aide. Uh, you, you get when you get that rich or that famous, yeah. they become aides, don't they? Yes, it's yeah, not it's like a, it's seat. not like a road because probably he's a member of the road crew, right? Oh, road I, rem- I remember, I remember uh, uh, Victor Smith doing crank call, uh, rest in peace. Uh, he rang up um, the White House and spoke to somebody and was going, I, I hear, I'm, I'm, and he's crying and he said, I, I heard that the president has AIDS and they were yeah. like no the president has AIDS and it took him like five minutes to explain yeah. that it didn't mean that he was uh, he had he had the uh, mean, disease I mean, meant plural I mean, of assistance exactly and Victor Lewis Smith essentially set fire to his own career by going really big and hard on how much he hated the office didn't he did he? Oh, yeah. He reviewed. Mm, did he review it? He reviewed, he reviewed it in a really it, yeah. passionately negative way. I don't know. That's kind of his thing, wasn't it? He was quite. He was a bit of a contrarian, bit of a dickhead. Yeah, that's kind of his thing. I mean, always in the always in the Groucho. Ultimately, if you are, is he dead now? Yeah, he died last year, I think. That's a shame. Because like, like my 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 dad sort of connected between uh, his Victor Lewis Smith. Um, those, those um, prank calls he used to ring. He used to ring up like... I don't television. remember those. So I remember him as a TV critic. I don't remember him as a um, presenter. It was... Because uh, he, he had a TV show for a bit, but he was TV awful, I think. Because he obviously TV awful was, I think, his um, his uh, column. But um, the his 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 tapes... Um, I can't remember what it's called now. But um, they were very funny. Like he, I mean, very offensive. But he'd ring up like um, Michael Winner. And Colin McCant. <laughs> he had access to all these numbers because of his job. Yeah, and, and he'd like rig, he'd ring up that slave and pretend he, he could play the um, he could play the trombone with his feet. 
and stuff. <laughs> and he would, uh, he, I remember one, he was, he would ring up um, a TV repair place and he was going, hello, I am telling me a German. He was going, hello, I have taken the back off the television. Um, um, there is a, there is a button saying danger. Um, I will press the button, danger. Uh, and they go, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't, what are you doing? And then it's just bang. Yeah. And it's just, I just always remember him going, I've lost someone across the room. <laughs> and then he said, uh, what is it about for the ambulance? And he going, why are you saying no to me? No, no, no. Yeah. 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 I get stuff. it. I get, I get the solid joke. stuff. Yeah. Solid jingoistic xenophobic stuff. Is it aged well, would you say? Uh, no, terribly. Ter- no. There's, there's a couple of them where he has a good um, people who really deserve it. So, um, yeah. Like you with Mad Frankie Fraser. Mad Frankie Fraser. I was actually, um, I, I was researching a joke I did on the Ramble on Monday. Researching a joke? Well, I wanted I to make a joke about Jack the Hat McVitie. Okay, yeah. And uh, I um, I did I did the joke. Here's hoping it made the edit. I haven't listened right. back. Yeah. Um, and uh, I went down a bit of a Wikipedia rabbit hole about... Um, uh, the craze and Jack the Hat McVitie was killed by the craze and the rest of it. And um, I didn't realise, you know, you had that, you had that kind of checkered history of Mad Frankie Fraser. Right. I didn't know that he was one of the main guys who um, helped dispose of the body and did, right. all the, did all the running around for the craze. Really, that was his thing. Right. He was like a proper gangster. Yeah. So he wasn't like a like a one of those Me TV Too kind of guys. Yeah. One of those TV gangsters. No, he was properly um, yeah, he's properly in amongst it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he's dead now, though. Obviously, in the yeah. died about ten years ago. Yeah, actually, yeah. The, the thing about him is that he lived. I'm just looking at him now. He lived um, to Quite the age of life. ninety. Yeah, rarely yeah. happens in that game. Very rarely. I tell you what about um, men excelling uh, at an, at an age where they should be um, retiring. Um, ben Hart, the um, the break dancing dad. Yes, yeah, so this went viral on TikTok last week or two because this girl it was, a, it was a girl who's a I think a, a writer in Hollywood and she um, and she was basically saying that like my trauma is quite funny and if you've got trauma and it's funny you, you got to tell people about it because it's funny mm. and she was basically saying that her dad um, left family home um, left four kids and a, and a, and a wife um, and um, and and just basically um, became a break dancer <laughs> Yeah, it's a brilliant video, and she and she tells the story really well. Mm. And it is one of the most cringe things you can imagine your dad doing as but, a young person. Well, it's just funny that he like he's an older man. He's like a man in his sixties doing breakdance. He's really good at it. Yeah, he's pretty really good at it for you know a man of that age. And he basically left, broke up a family by her words, and you know like left left the home and and, and just became a breakdancer. And and the juxtaposition of her trauma. And the chaos that she experienced in her life, and the dad on Britain's Got Talent or whatever doing breakdance. It's like an American in the nineties, though, right? Or yeah, a bit later a little on, later, yeah. But just, he's just having a dance. Hasn't he released a rebuttal? Video? So he's done a rebuttal video, and like everything, I can't. What I need to do is just enjoy something, and then never explore again. again because it ruins the, the the rebuttals, the the um, the information behind it doesn't help. Like it makes it sad, but, but here's the thing, and this is this speaks to the very so what the the rebuttal the dad the dad's rebuttal is like look, it's funny and stuff, but yeah, great, but I did actually end up giving over like five million dollars to the family. You know, yeah, and and and, and, and we that. were divorced, so we were I mean, divorced. like people do divorce, and, like, I, and I looked, they always looked after. I, I gave yeah. six hundred thousand dollars for college, and so ultimately, it's not funny though, is it? No, and that's funny. the thing, and that speaks to the heart of what you can't do <sighs> as a, as a broadcaster and that because 
you, you can't let the actual truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't. Because if you tell a story... That's why you don't exactly watch Five Live anymore. It's, it's fucking boring. It's, it's the boring. way the BBC's funded. It's, but that's... Yeah. But you can't... Like, you have to Im- employ some kind of comedic device or yeah. exaggeration or whatever. And the way I see it is, look, if you're not, you know, really massively... I mean, in this case, maybe she is disrespecting her dad's a family name, and, and so it's different, but that's what TikTok can be like. But that, that said, he... I mean, the, the shot of him doing the um, well-prepared statement, um, he is wearing um, a, a, Bitcoin a, a jazzy shirt, shirt with Bitcoin A jazzy Bitcoin shirt. <laughs> yeah, so who knows which way... I mean, choose a side, that's what I would say. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say about Frankie Fraser quickly. You know, like they, he's the kind of guy that these kind of proper old-fashioned boys, quite right-wing guys... Mm. Like love, mm. right? They're obsessed with them, aren't they? Buy mm. the books, read about it. Alan Partridge sent it up quite well in there. We have Dan the Dagger Man from Dagenham and all that kind of stuff. But like, if you look at Frankie Fraser's record during the biggest crisis of the 20th century for this country, the Second World War, mm. what was Frankie Fraser up to? Oh, just just running around um, doing naughty stuff. In in his own words, such were the criminal opportunities during the war. <laughs> I've never forgiven the Germans for surrendering. <laughs> and the second thing was, um, 1942, while he was serving in a prison sentence in, in Chelmsford Prison, yeah, he came to the attention of the British Army and he was conscripted, but he later boasted he'd never once worn the uniform, ignored all call-up papers, deserted, and resumed his criminal activities. Yeah. Cheers for your effort, mate. Yeah. Cheers for doing, all the, doing the good thing, fighting yeah. the good fight for us. Mm. Absolutely unbelievable. And the sort of people who would be, you know, tweeting about him and Facebooking about him would have, like, a spitfire on their Yeah, on their, and we've got uh, a proper generation. Yeah. Boy, back when, when back things when were proper. Men. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, Peter, we haven't had a break yet. All right, then. We should have a break. Fine. When we come back... Got I'm to looking, talk about balls again, haven't we? I'm looking, well, I'm actually quite looking forward to uh, batteries first. If okay. How are you? Batteries and balls. Batteries on your balls. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. We're back with the Luke and Pete Show, and every single Thursday we talk about all things batteries. If you found a battery in your remote control, let us know what it is and what brand it is. Paul's got in touch. Hello, gents. Listener since the Luke and Pete summer days when I was living in Singapore. Uh, third time emailer. You read one of my previous emails a few years ago, which discussed the funhouse dummy that turned out to be a real corpse of an American outlaw. Wow. Um, anyway, this time I have a battery to submit. Not too hopeful for this one, but I thought I'd get in on the action. And the action... It's good. Uh, media range, premium alkaline. I like the clean design. I like the slightly uh, computery uh, typeface they've used. Uh, and the word mignon, uh, double A, which is funny. Media range, one word. Media range, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they're, 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 yeah, they've concatenated it, but, but there is a capital letter in R. 
But media okay. range, I think, yeah, I think, I think that's one word. So, yeah, Paul, that is a new player. Congratulations to you, my Good friend. Ball. I mean, the, stuff. the image you've attached is absolutely gigantic. I'm going to have to scroll through the image. It's actually made in the People's Republic of China as well, according to the battery. Good um, on them. Good luck, that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Media range. Oh, Marcus told me once, Marcus from the Ramble told me that he was doing the announcing for the hockey, I right. think, or maybe okay. the blind football at the Olympics in 2012. Mm. And he was the, in, the venue announcer. Mm. And obviously had to announce the teams in and all that kind of stuff. And he kept in accidentally per, per saying... He kept accidentally saying the Democratic Republic of China. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I think it's the People's Republic of China. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, he just—he's thinking about—he's thinking about Congo, isn't he? Probably. Yeah. He is, he's always yeah, thinking about Congo. Congo that always boy. thinking about Congo. He never stops thinking. So what you like about Marcus? Yeah. He never stops thinking about Congo. Um, <laughs> hi, lads. Recently, I was visiting a friend in Budapest. Uh, Lucian has got in touch, uh, and when I what, found sorry a... to cut him, what are you legally obliged to say when someone mentions Budapest? Uh, I'm in Budapest, my high-hidden treasure chest. That's a bit of George Ezra, isn't George it? Ezra. Um, no, you have to say it's actually two cities, Buddha and Pest. Is it really? Separated by a river. Everyone knows that. It's like a cliche oh, bit of trivia. I don't care. I've been there, I don't care. Been there, don't care. Maybe you've only been to one of them. Exactly. Good point. Um, and when I found a broken torch that seemingly hadn't been touched for years, I couldn't resist looking inside for some Hungarian new player action. I've attached pictures of my findings, Watt and Samco. Both seem like fairly generic battery brands, so I can't say my hopes are too high, but I thought it was worth a go. Samco and Watt. So... Aesthetically, I prefer the high watt. Mm. It's nice, it's nice mm. little logo clean. on it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. very clean. Uh, looks like it'd be fresh, and it's got mm. that thing that that design on it that they show the inside of an atom with mm. the neutrons and the yeah. electrons stuff. Um, but that's not a new player. Okay. That's the bad news. The good news yeah. is that Samco is a new player. Extra heavy duty, lovely. I'm really surprised to hear that. I, I feel like I've you seen think it before. Samco, yeah. It's a new player, apparently. Very seventies design. And, I'm um, enjoying it. Lucian. First of all, there's a man called Lucian, yep. so he should deserve credit or criticism for that, depending on where you look at it. <laughs> um, but he's also sent that email to us on um, Valentine's Day, Pete, oh. so judge how you will. Happy Valentine's Day uh, to Lucian. Um, that one from Pavel. Hi, the Luke and the Pete's. I give you Duraday. Oh, I'm not even bothering. Surely, chaps. It was found in a child's toy that I, brought, uh, I bought at the Panto this Christmas. So, um, yeah, Duraday, I'm not even going to check. Well, I, I am going to check just to Do tell check. you, Pavel. That I like the orangey kind of like wood grain effect they've got on that. Yeah, he's the 114th person to send Duraday in. He's got a, he's got like a, um, like a, not a saw, but like a dry spot on his, uh, what's, what finger is that one? Is that his middle finger? Yeah, yeah. In the same place that I've got. What have we been up to? Masturbating. <laughs> for, is, it, is, it, is it masturbation related, Peter? Not with my left hand and he's wearing a wedding ring. So, oh, so not allowed. Not allowed. That is cheating. It's one of the vows, isn't it? Technically cheating. I, I, I will um, to, to love and honour, <laughs> yeah. and to never again masturbate. Exactly. So it can't be that. Yeah. But there one thing is, he's not finding new batteries because that is the furthest away from a new player I think oh. I've ever seen in my life. That's um, a shame. Let's do a quick. I mean, we've got a lot of vasectomy emails. There's no way mm. around it. I mean, you know, this. If you want to know, if you listen to this for the first time and you want to know what type of show this is, yeah. Received, I mean, like, I, w- I will say that, we've like... We've a lot of emails about vasectomies. The crescendo of uh, onanism very much involved with what is happening in the Vasta France. So I think it's kind of like, let's just give us the... I mean, because this stuff still comes out. I don't know why I went down this... How does it work? I can't... I don't. I, you did remind me of this before, but I can't... Stuff still comes out, but there's just no... I think semen comes out, but sperm does not. Okay. 
Hi, boss, <laughs> says Dave. Is this, um, is this one of your regular chat lines? Or? <laughs> <laughs> is that nightclub shot? Of like a block, yeah. like shouting into a woman's ear. Yeah. It's, it's two different things. Yeah. Um, thought I'd add to the vasectomy chat, I, as I had the old snip snip a couple of years ago. I can confirm uh, that the whole process is fairly painless, but the tighty-whitey tip is an absolute must. Wear tight pants, basically, yeah, straight afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, in fact, informed that you should double up on this in the initial aftermath aftermath, and wear two pairs of tight-fitting pants, which worked uh, a treat. I don't feel comfortable with the idea of wearing two pairs of pants. Yeah. It feels perverted. It mm. feels like you don't trust yourself not to do something horrific. So yeah. you need an extra barrier. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to get caught somewhere. Yeah. Uh, on the incision versus hole punch debate, the latter is apparently the most recent way of doing it as it heals quicker and doesn't leave a scar. Leave a scar. I don't care. Do yeah. do it the least painful way possible. Leave a scar. It's never looked that good to be to, to start with, to be honest. Won't be the only scar you've got on your nuts. Exactly. Actually. Yeah, I am. I, I do test the old testes sometimes. A lot of BMXing as a kid. A lot of BMXing. Yeah. Sandpaper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's good stuff. Uh, a couple of things I was not expecting about the whole procedure, though, were the doctor, in a classic doctor voice, talking non-stop about the weekend's rugby, which upon which upon further interrogation by myself led to the admission that he'd not actually actually seen it as he didn't have Sky Sports and didn't actually like rugby anyway. Weird. Uh, that man is a man ill at ease with his own, you know, his own small practice. Talk. Yeah, his own small talk. Uh, uh, yeah. What would you reckon your small talk would be like as a doctor? Uh, I mean, there would be, a game, like, as rugby balls do look like balls. So I think that would that's where I would... You know, that's your, that's your, you see the that's your buy-in. That's your yeah, straight away your, exactly, your, your yeah. icebreaker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the playing of non-stop show tunes and him apologising for this and saying he doesn't know why Spotify keeps randomly selecting them. Yeah, hmm. I, I think yeah. so. Here's the thing: surgeons yeah. are famously, when they're operating, they have their own kind of proclivities, right? And they they put music on or they listen to whatever, and they 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 can be quite eccentric characters. Mm. Crucially, though, that's when the patient has got a general anaesthetic, right, and is out. Right, yeah. Sounds to me that Dave here, vasectomy Dave here, is awake. So yeah, I, I, why is the surgeon anesthetic. not showing any kind of person, any kind of personal skills whatsoever? He's busy. He's busy tying some tubes, isn't he? I just think that if you're playing around with another man's nuts, albeit in a professional environment, <laughs> at least give him the eye. Get the sp- <laughs> get the get the small talk right. Get the small talk right. Yeah, I mean, it is awkward. This is going to make it more awkward, isn't it? Well, the do- the doctor taped my old ch- old chap to my stomach. <laughs> While I was lying down on the table to keep him out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just it's as awkward as it is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Dave, you could, you could have said chest. And then that, like, oh, that you could have yeah, actually, yeah. Have said Dave, yeah, yeah. He, he tossed it over my shoulder. Just like a regimental soldier. <laughs> yeah. uh, Michael, more vasectomy tales. Morning. Seeing as you are light on the snip stories, here's mine. In 2012, about a week after our second child was born, I was booked in for my vasectomy. I just, I just like that. A week Mike, after. That Michael was listening to the show we did about vasectomies. Yeah. And the follow-up show, where I, well, he's not set anything in. Right. And I followed up and I said, oh, yeah, we didn't really get that many people emailing about vasectomies. He's gone right Avengers, <laughs> Avengers Assemble I've got to help the lads out maybe we could do like a battery feature three a three sure three every Thursday he's, he's basically sent in an email to a podcast about his own vasectomy to help, mm. help the lads out well like I think the batteries are very much like like because they look quite inert on the outside but inside it's a mash of quite dusty heavy metals and thin pieces of foil What's sort that? of wrapped in together what is batteries oh battery yeah they're quite they're quite they're a mess yeah, inside, inside. Yeah. very much like the testicles. Yeah. Um, in 2012, about a week after our second child was born, I was booked in for a vasectomy. Uh, I was greeted by a couple of female nurses around my age who put me at ease. I mean, that would never put me at ease. <laughs> I don't yeah. see any anyone 
No. Um, before I was taken for an awkward pre-op chat with the surgeon. When it was my turn, I laid down on the bed, and to my horror, the two female nurses walked in, and before I knew it, my gown was up, and I was naked from the waist down, being washed and shaved by the ladies. <laughs> one doing the washing, while the other one held my balls and moved my frightened penis out of the way. Yeah. Um, after the op was over, which didn't hurt anywhere near like I thought it would, the surgeon sat me and instructed me to try masturbating after a, about a week, as it would help recovery, and to do it frequently before trying sex again. I'm sure it's for a good reason, but it was so weird and embarrassing. Yeah. The tight, size too small pants is a thing, and it does work, but you still walk around like a cowboy. The final act was to go to the post-op samples to see the check to check that it had worked, uh, being taken in a room with a stern-looking nurse who pointed some magazines in a rack, eyeing me suspiciously, and saying, they are there if I needed them, uh, and then to come back after 10 minutes to collect the sperm. Or not, presumably. Uh, he's gone, yeah. I mean, Michael should know that there shouldn't the be any sperm in there. The yeah. difference, yeah. The vast difference. It's very um, awkward, isn't it? It is very. It's just, it, it's ultra-awkward, as, uh, as Michael says. Yeah. It's a shame. Thanks for being so mm. honest about it, though, yeah. Michael. I mean, joking aside, I mean, this is like probably pretty important stuff that men don't talk about enough. Yeah. So hopefully we've, 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 we've released... Release the veil. Release the, <laughs> release Showing the, people how the sausages the made. Yeah, exactly. Um, we, we've got one more of a sex me tip, but we'll, we'll do it We'll do it, Tom. We'll do yeah, it next time. This, we'll do this, it this is going to yeah. run and run. Exactly. It is. Um, but it thank is. you very like much for getting in gland. touch. Thanks for getting in touch with your most intimate details around your vasectomies. Mm. Um, what annoys me about that is right. we could do a really good sponsored bit on about, men's health. About men's health? Yeah, probably pulled down about five grand for doing it. Mm. But do they come knocking down our door? No, no. they don't. It's like HelloFresh all over again. Exactly. I had a lovely HelloFresh last night. Did you? I, I snapped it up from the uh, Stacey Solomon range. Well, every... What is the Stacey Solomon She's range? She's got a saying? signature range on HelloFresh now. What? It was a, you loved it. it was so a, just gets the cheap ones. It was a Sambal chicken teriyaki. What? I had one last week that was just beans. Like, it was the cheapest of the cheap. Can of baked beans. Honestly, it had, uh, it had sweet corn... It had beans. It was like a Mexican thing. Yeah. It had like chipotle I've had powder. I've had that. And you're yeah. like, There's, there needs to be something else. Over here. rice. Yeah. Yeah, I've had it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's disappointing. <laughs> it's not enough for a big strong lad after a long time. No, no, no. It was the biggest of all of the meals, but I think they overcompensate with the rice. Yeah. Probably. Just, to make a, just to make a point, I it's would say. It's hard to get rice right, isn't it? That's why. Not when you've got a rice cooker. Have you got a rice cooker? I've got a rice cooker. That's, that was Jules Breach's number one household tip. Massively, yeah. When we yeah. were talking about, um, I can't remember what we were talking about it, but she was like, "I cannot believe how few people have rice cookers." They're amazing. Mm. Anyway, we haven't got time for that now, Peter. Is her mum Malaysian or Filipino? Or something? Like, her mum's Filipino. Filipino. Yeah. So I mean, like, out her dad's there, a chef as well. Yes, exactly. But mm. out there, like, like rice cooker is you just need rice cooker. It's yeah. the best. They are the best. Mm. Anyway, um, vasectomies, rice cookers. Uh, you got the lot here on the Luke and Peter. All show. the main food yeah, groups. Yeah, follow us on. Uh, follow us on. Twitter and stuff if you fancy it uh, at the Luke and Pete show uh, we're also on Instagram as well and do keep your emails um, popping in uh, pop- popping their heads around the door if you have had anything um, seriously um, modified about your bits do let us know <laughs> hello at lukeandpeteshow.com and, and also let us know how quickly you can feasibly get candy floss in your mouth exactly good point we won't see the Already record broken alright then record we'll be back on Monday Ta-ta. see ya Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.